0: Hi, welcome to Nathan's Freedom Zone. Today we have a very special guest. It's the first female guest on my podcast. As Yay. Right yeah. So that's the, that's a milestone. But uh you know, Mark Passio said uh last year you weren't there, Jen. Her name's Jennifer Chandy. She was a guest at Free Your Mind Five this year in April conference uh-huh. in Philadelphia. So say hello, Jen.
1: Hi, everyone. And Nathan, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, just, you know, quick question. How come you never did have any females before before me on your podcast?
0: Oh, it has to do with my own personal karma and also the, <laughs> st- the state of the world being how it is. Uh, I, what I was about to say was that Mark Passio last year, you weren't there, but during mm-hmm. his presentation, he like made a call for more female voices and presence in the freedom movement. So I guess you're answering that call, Jennifer.
1: That's awesome. Um, I couldn't be happier. Um, I don't know why I didn't do this sooner. I'm actually glad that I met you at the conference. I feel like it's kind of synchronistic that we're here right now.
0: Definitely, definitely. Jennifer is very, very nice. Kind of uh, Asian if... (laughs) right? Is that what it is? Or is it, uh, what is it? Um, let me kind think. Of Filipino? Yeah. Is it Filipino? Yeah, fil- That's Filipino,
1: right. Pakistani. <laughs> Filipino.
0: Okay, cool. Very pretty. Tara. Oh, you're I'm- too nice.
1: Too <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. Uh, we got to hang out for two or three days. Every, You know, there was a ton of people there, all kinds yeah. of stuff to get into. So.
1: Yeah, the energy was really really good. It was just so refreshing to be surrounded by like-minded people and everybody was really nice and um everybody had really good perspectives on when, you know, I something that I was a little concerned about going to the Free Your Mind conference was learning everything but, you know, also feeling a little bit um you know, in that hopeless stage when you hear all about the bad stuff. But what I liked about it is I did did actually leave the conference very motivated. And uh, I don't think there was um, as much – I didn't think there was as much love and, like, support. So I think that's really what made a huge difference um, in the overall conference. So I was really, really happy to be there.
0: So you felt a lot of love and support. Is that what you said?
1: Yeah, I definitely left with a lot of love and support, but initially, you know, um, and I i think I've heard this in your other podcast before too, you know, when you initially um, are part of, you know, become part of the freedom movement, you get a little bit depressed, you know, about hearing about all this negativity and all the bad things that are going on. And it, I mean, it's kind of part of the waking up process. And then now we go into the resolutions and what we can do moving forward. So I think this year's conference, and I didn't go to the other ones, but I have, you know, I've listened to the um, videos and I've watched the videos of the previous conferences. And what I've learned is that this conference, by far, I think is the best one because uh, it, it focused heavily on the solution part of it, which I really, really enjoyed.
0: That's great yeah uh in my observation, the conferences the vibrations get better and better every year that i've been. I've been three times,
1: yeah it's always
0: awesome. over the top um really good great feelings and very euphoric sensation, you know meeting new people can't go wrong <laughs> going to freedom yeah.
1: yeah i'm 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 honestly like the people were great, but I'm definitely going to say that you were definitely a big highlight part of that because you have such a good vibration about you. And, um, I can definitely tell that people just gravitate towards you and you're just very genuine. And, um, you know, if it wasn't for you, I probably wouldn't have met like, you know, half the people that I met there just because of, you know, previous people that you've already known. And also, um, yeah, just the energy. I think the energy was really good. And I felt, I feel like we met a lot of those people for a reason and I definitely we should you know stay in touch with them um before the next conference
0: yes that's a very good thing to do i've been in touch with a couple of people from the conference mm-hmm. uh you and uh christopher do you remember christopher he was playing the guitar
1: yeah there was two oh yeah yeah is it the one who um from new york
0: yeah I think yep. yeah that's yeah,
1: yeah he's hilarious
0: yeah he is he's pretty funny I've been talk- talking to him quite a bit over uh, Facebook messenger um with the voice messenger, so
1: yeah, yeah, he leaves me really funny voice messages,
0: <laughs> oh, he does that to you too huh
1: oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> um,
0: yeah it's kind of like an extended family that you only get to see one time per year, sadly, but
1: yeah i know because everybody's just so scattered uh, you know around the uh u.s it's crazy but um but it feels but um, but it, it still feels like i mean i haven't spoken to you um you know even just through the phone in months and um it feels like you know like we just spoke yesterday like i feel like it hasn't changed like i feel like we that connection is still there which is really nice
0: it's very nice and i'm glad that you uh said all those nice things about me just now because it helps out with my karma I've been working (laughs) really really hard with my own personal vibrations and it's good to hear some feedback that it was so meaningful for you I remember talking to you when you were mentioning being kind of depressed about all the negativity I remember us talking and having a good conversation (laughs) outside the hotel and and me kind of helping you I thought I was helping you out a little bit um, overcome you know that it's kind of normal To uh, be overwhelmed with all of the crazy, you know, environmental destruction and everything. It's it's Mm -hmm. normal. It's part of the process.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I think you did. You were a major help in that. Um, Thank you. Yeah, so thank you.
0: Yeah, that's very helpful, too, because I've been, uh, today, actually, I sort of had an epiphany. And from now, for a long time, from now on, my main priority it's going to be like my own personal uh, emotional state because mm-hmm. I I had for a long, long time, like 15 or 16, probably been 18 years now. I've just had a lot of negative emotions on a daily basis for a long time, very mm-hmm. depressive and angry at myself and stuff. And been a lot of disappointment in the world and, mm-hmm. you know, the things that I wanted the world to be just... Slowly realizing over time that we were in some sort of karmic uh, debt or something that we owed creation And uh, so today I realized that I really need to make my emotions my number one priority so I'm gonna be amping up all the loving um, You know euphoric kind of vibrations as much as I can so that's very helpful though that you said I had good vibes because the other day somebody told me that my vibes were only mediocre, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Really?" I knew why though. I knew. Uh, how does was...
1: that even? What does that even mean? Mediocre
0: vibes. Well, it, it means it's like nothing to write home about. Kinda like sh- I. We were gonna meet with do this acro yoga, and she had she. I was sort of a stranger that she uh, met through the acro yoga group on Facebook, and it was just gonna be me and her for a mm-hmm. while that day. And then she said, she let me walk up to the park where we were going to meet. And then she sort of eyeballed me just to, and then she checked my energy too, because she's a little uh, sensitive, it sounds like. And she, and she was like, well, he's not a parasite and he's not a, uh... so I was like, well, at least I'm not a vampire, is what she said. But That's good. She, I was asked, talking to her, and she was like, yeah, but really your, your vibrations were really just mediocre. <laughs>
1: Maybe it was just you know like one of those overcast days or something. Well,
0: it was, um, but I I knew what it was. It was because I of my you know negative kind of pity parties that I would sometimes have. That was just a habit that goes back a long time. And now I've taken care of a lot of other habits already, and I've been working really hard on those. But finally, I feel like uh, it's a good platform for me to really overcome one of the biggest setbacks for me in my whole life, and which was just negative emotions and frustration and anger and depression yeah. and disappointment. Yeah. So thank you very much though, for <laughs> saying that nice stuff. It's given yeah. me a boost.
1: Good. I mean, I mean it. And um, I feel like, you know, uh, us going through those emotions is really going to make a huge difference moving forward. Um, Cause you know, It's kind of like this balancing act. We can't dwell into those negative emotions, but we also have to, you know, realize that they exist, feel them, but then also figure out what we're going to do to to change that and to move forward. And um, sometimes I feel like we can't even fully appreciate the positivity if we didn't go through some negativity in our lives and we didn't go through all those emotions. And, you know, it's like we're finally in that stage where, you know, there's just so much time left that we have and, you know, life is short and I don't want to dwell in anything. I mean, I do understand that part of the human experience is to feel those negative emotions, but it's not going to control, um, you know, my future and it's not going to control the purpose that we have. And, um, you know, spreading the truth about what's going on in the world and, you know, hopefully waking a lot of people up to, you know, what's happening, but I, but I'm a huge believer. And I think we talked about this in the conference is that although, you know, we woke up from the matrix per se, you know, we, we still have to function in it. We still have our day-to-day lives. We have our day-to-day, um, you know, corporate slavery jobs, you know, for the most part, um, for me, for example, and, you know, we still have to function in a world where people are still so, uh, ignorant and it's almost like, to wake them up, I still have to kind of maneuver through the matrix myself. I almost have to pretend a little bit just to get people to wake up little by little because I've noticed the more, um, let's say aggressive I am with the movement, the more resilience or, you know, let's say, or let's say negativity people, people tend to shut down what I've noticed. So I'm trying this year, I'm trying to approach it from a different way and, and approach it from a, um, balance kind of like a balancing I'm not going to go too left I'm not going to go too right I'm going to go kind of a little bit in the middle of you know enough where people are sensitive enough to maybe pick up of what I'm you know trying to trying to showcase but not too much to the point where they're just going to think I'm crazy and they're not going to want to listen to me at all because it's it's hard but that's why I really enjoyed the conference because everybody I felt was on the same page as me like everybody like and if not you know was inspiring me and teaching me, I feel like I grew so much just from those couple of days and coming back is, is a little rough because there's a lot of people that are, you know, not even near, um, the, the epiphanies that, you know, that we were at, at the conference and, and things like that. So, yeah. So I don't know, that's kind of like been my, um, day-to-day after the conference is just trying to stay positive and then trying to wake people up slowly little by little by recommending podcasts recommending speakers and things like that and making it like oh you know check this out you know i think this is something you would really like you know based upon some of the conversations we've had and stuff but um that's good that you're staying positive as well
0: yeah yeah that's very noble of you jen and uh i definitely commend you on your dedication and it sounds like your passion for the great work has increased you know just since I had last seen you and it sounds like your motivation and your focus and you sound a lot um, actually even more happy than you sounded at you know for your mind for I think you've probably made all kinds of spiritual progress in the meantime it's only been four months but I think we both probably leveled up a lot.
1: I think it's that um uh what you made me, the pyramid that you sent me in the mail.
0: Um, yeah. So that's been sending you good vibes then, huh?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely have that in my room. Um yeah, I definitely have noticed a difference in, you know, um overall mindset, physically, mentally, um, you know, of course trying to stay healthy. I mean, that's something, I mean, going back to Mark Passio's podcast as well, like, you know, he talked about health being a part of our spiritual growth and our mental growth, because it's all relative, you know, so it's, it's interesting um, that I'm also trying to, you know, stay on top of that. And then also, you know, the different stones and things like that, that were recommended from the conference as well has helped the energy flow. Um,
0: cool. So what what's been your favorite kind of stones? Outside of the organ, I made her uh, an organite pyramid out of copper and a whole bunch of stones and some biological material. And uh, mm-hmm. I talk about organite quite a bit on the podcast. So <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's magic. It it helps, you know, with the uh, EMFs in the air for one thing, and then it gets energy flowing better as, as mm-hmm. it amps stuff up too. And I think it helps with manifestation as well.
1: Yeah. Um, no, it's really good. I mean, I lately I've been like kind of holding on to Moonstone a little bit and kind of going back to my roots because my um, astrological sign is cancer, and my planet is moon and I mean I, I I I, try to take everything you know, with a grain of salt of salt when it comes to um astrology and things. but I had a really interesting um birthday gift my sister gave to me, and she actually booked a um full um, a uh, reading from, I don't know if anybody's heard of her before, but she actually is pretty um, famous in Orlando. Her name is um, Dickie Jo Mullen, and she's a psychic reader as well as an astrologer and doctor. And so I went to a um, reading that she did where she laid out my um, as, uh, astrology chart. Um, based upon my birthday, you know, the time I was born, the place I was born. She also did palm reading. She also did tarot, and she also mm-hmm. did um, some stones as well. It was so enlightening, and it was very, very good, because I feel like part of our experience here living on this planet is of co- is to know thyself, you know, and to self-reflect. Um, and I feel like almost everything in life, you know, that's been um, – brainwashing us is like i'm pretty much trying to do the opposite of so i know like you know a lot of times companionship is important but you know i feel like a lot of people are if you notice in a lot of movies it's all about finding the one and being in a relationship and things like that which i think is great but i also feel like you're not really going to know 100 percent who you are as a person if you don't get that time to be alone and to be by yourself and um you know, that's something that I recently did as well, is that, you know, tr- wanting to be alone and wanting to sit in my own thoughts and self-reflect. And when I went to that reading, that was a huge help because I got to self-reflect a lot and know who I am. And, um, I feel like if I don't discover my own temple, how am I going to explore all the others and help other people explore, you know, this world if I'm, if I don't take that time by myself. So it was, it was very interesting. So. Um, yeah. So there was a couple stones. It was moonstone. There's like two others that she said that I picked out that she would recommend. I can't think of it right now at the top of my head, but um, I do like blue obsidian as well. I heard that would help for um, like dreams or like, you know, astral projection, things like that. Um, and I like selenite. Selenite. I like a lot because I feel like coming back from especially because I feel like I'm an empath a little bit. Like when I go out in public and if I'm in big crowds, I get drained, you know, my energy gets drained a little bit. And, you know, um, those, like you were saying like that girl, she, you know, she could tell if some people are vampires or not. I definitely can feel when there's a, uh, energy vampire near me and things like that. So what selenite will help is it will help, um, kind of, get rid of all that negativity. So I'll I'll have like a nice wand of this huge selenite um, stone. And what I'll do is I'll kind of TSA myself when I get home and it kind of helps get rid of all that energy. It's from what I hear is like a really strong kind of ninja way to get rid of um, anything that you could be holding on to, or let's say attached itself to you. Um, so selenite is really nice too.
0: I like that still. So that's really synchronistic that you brought that up because only yesterday did I realize that selenite was good at clearing energy. One Mm -hmm. of my uh, new best friends, his name's Aubrey. He told me to use selenite. Um, well that, so that same girl who said I had mediocre energy, she told me that this quartz that I wear everywhere had been Uh completely saturated and it couldn't take any more energy. And, I had, you know, experiencing a lot of negative emotions over the course of the last year. I've had a ridiculous negativity detox, but it all just comes out and right. The epiphany I had today is going to help me to stop generating that type of emotion. I've basically withdrawn consent for that vibration being in my body and energy field anymore. So Mm -hmm. I've just quietly, you know, made the statement that I no longer want um, negative emotions in my life anymore, and if they—that doesn't mean I'm going to run from them or stop looking into the, to the things that problems that need to be fixed or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. just that as soon as they come, I'll just get them out as fast as possible, and I'm not even going to be forcing them to leave either, because because it's almost like the emotions are other selves, and you can't really directly control. You know, mm-hmm. you you just but me withdrawing consent, Ella now I think will shift me off into the right direction and the negative emotions will be much easier to let go of them. But so another weird synchronicity besides the selenite is that you brought up the moonstone because yesterday, I think it was, I did a uh, reading in this deck called The Sacred Path, which is Mm -hmm. related to the medicine cards which uh, is a Native American... They're both Native American uh, divination decks. The medicine cards are about spirit animals and animal totems. So mm-hmm. each, each card has an animal. The sacred path is more just about Native American tradition. And there's different cards in there for different types of ceremonies or different types of uh, you know traditions. But the one I drew yesterday was called Moon Lodge. And it was apparently a tradition where... Anytime a Native American woman was on her period, she would withdraw from the society. And, I, and you know, their periods would sync up on the same day, apparently. So they would all have their own little moon lodge where they didn't have any work responsibility. And they just sort of had a retreat together. And then they... Uh, it said in there, though, that it was a time of infertility and relaxation and uh, recuperation and and... Allowing the uh, negative emotions to just fall off. And then it's kind of weird, though, that I got that card, you know. But it makes Mm -hmm. sense to me because it was telling me that it was an infertile time in my life that I've been stuck in for a while. And I just have to relax and and, uh, peacefully float on through it and not try to make it into something that it's not. And I think today with this epiphany, It's really sort of marked the end of that period of infertility and I'll be on the much more productive path from now on because the emotions were really wrecking my productivity level and if you want to hear about it, I actually had a negative feedback loop where Mm -hmm. I was angry and disappointed because there was no girls in my life. And I I had known about this for a while, but what that created was a negative emotional state where i had a bunch of toxic emotional problems and then that itself just repelled women further away from me and so Mm -hmm. it was a negative feedback loop where there there were no women in my life and so i would complain endlessly and generate a bunch of negative emotions which further repelled them farther away and then i would complain about it more and Finally, I realized, well, I kind of knew that the emotions were like the number one thing when it comes to attraction. Um, So I was like, today I was just like, this is now my number one priority is is to be happy and to bring in positive, good emotions and to let go of all of this negative emotion from now on. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is, is that I didn't even do it for myself. I did it so that I was like, well, this is the only way to get girls in my life, which is what I want. So now I'm just going to have to be happy from now on. And then I was (laughs) like, well, yeah, of course, that's what I should do, because that's going to be good for me, too. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: That self-love, it goes back to that self-love and, you know, focus on loving yourself versus trying to love somebody else, because we can't, you know, help other people if we don't help ourselves first. And I think, you know, I'm really, really proud of you, and I'm glad that you decided to just choose, you know, cause you have that free will, you know, and you have that ability to do that. And, um, you know, the, the universe, <clears throat> if you're worried about something, whether it's money, whether it's a relationship, whether it's something, the universe is not going to know that you're worried about not having that thing. They just know that you're worried and they're applying that negative emotion to that specific topic and that subject. And it's just going to say, Oh, well, you know, nathan's you know too worried about not getting a girlfriend or something or a girl in his life and so we're just not going to give it to him you know because he's worried about it
0: that's right yeah they they actually i felt like i was quarantined because of past karma and because um, Mm -hmm. i was too emotionally sick you know to even get what i want and the universe just wasn't going to honor my intention Mm -hmm. i keep dragging around toxic emotions everywhere i go Mm -hmm. even if i'm not even expressing them that much to other people because it's not like I would, you know, I would lash out at people or anything, but they were always kind of buried inside and sort of hidden, you know, and I would let them out here and there, but I did a whole bunch of crying this year and I did a bunch of uh, Native American peyote ceremonies, which really helped get a lot of that out. I mean, there was mountains and mountains of it that had built up mm. over, over a decade, but I really feel like a, today I've sort of, defeated that which is awesome Um, yeah
1: that's awesome this is marks a good moment then a good a good time
0: so what else did you learn from your uh tarot readings and your um psychic experience because that sounds kind of interesting
1: Yes. So, I mean, definitely, if you, you know what, Nathan, if you're ever in Florida, you need to um, schedule with her because she's really, really awesome. I was very surprised. I mean, I've had multiple readings before, but this was something like none other because she didn't just do a regular tarot reading. She did a palm reading. She did my astrology chart. She explained all the houses and waters, you know, and then she also left me with a lot of material um, when I left to review. But she said that I was. Uh, always into the paranormal, always into I have a um, definitely a deep spirituality to me like I'm drawn to that and I'm drawn to the psychic um, you know realms and things like that and uh, she also mentioned that um, what's interesting is is I don't know if you're also into kind of numerology or um, there's another word for it I can't think of it right now, but um, what's interesting about my birthday is that if I take you know, July 2nd, 1990, which is the year I was born. But let's say my actual birthday this year was July 2nd, 2017. If we add that, that reduces to one. So I don't know if you've ever heard, but in the next, uh, this year kind of sets up the next nine years for me. So apparently, you know, there's different times of the year, um, that energies are flowing differently and that there are cycles. And apparently, and this is, I don't know if this is hundred percent, this is a conversation I have with my sister, but um, there is like a nine year cycle that happens in your life. And so um, this year, the energies are definitely in my favor. So if I do it, you know, if I play my cards right, I can really set up the next nine years to be, you know, something maybe that I can keep, keep that momentum going because I think, Nine years ago, I graduated from high school, and then when I was born July second nineteen ninety that was year one, my year one so it's just interesting and apparently each year, and I haven't you know dove into this um, as much as my sister has, but it's uh year one is like you know your beginning of your your like a new beginning year two is maybe like you know, self-reflection relationships, year three is like, you know, um, maybe more purpose or career. Um, I don't know exactly. I couldn't be making that whole part up, but it's just interesting how the numbers lined up with this year and how this year is my year one. So I I really have to make the best of it. Um, So I'm not taking any chances. I want to take the opportunity. I want to start you know, going with my gut. She, she definitely told me that your gut never steers you the wrong way. Always go with your gut, go, always go with your intuition. Cause it's definitely there for a reason. And so she said, this is a very, very good year for me and that I need to stay focused and I need to, you know, just, um, trust in my instincts. And I feel like I've always felt like I wanted to trust my instincts, but I feel like I had to really learn throughout the years to do that because I was so still brainwashed with self doubt and, Feeling like I wasn't good enough, or feeling like I couldn't go into a topic without being a, an expert in it—you know—adding all that extra pressure for no reason. So now I'm just like, "F it," you know. I, I, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna um, overanalyze anything anymore. And I feel like we, we as a society, tend to do that a lot. We tend to overanalyze, and then before we even get to do anything about what you know, our lives we talk ourselves out of it. And I'm not doing that anymore. I'm just going to go with it, go with this emotions. And I don't know if you're a David Icke fan. I know some people have mixed emotions about him, but I actually like David Icke a lot. And um, he talks about just do it, just do it, do it, do it. Whatever your gut is telling you, whatever your vibrations are at that moment, I mean, don't self-doubt yourself. And it also goes back to Mark Passio saying, you know, how you think, how you feel, how you act, like align yourself, with your truth. And that's when I feel the universe will start providing for you is as soon as you make that decision to align with your truth and you don't have that duality within you, you don't have that push and pull. I feel like that's when the universe will start giving you exactly what you want and exactly what you need. Because I mean, as soon as I started taking that path, it's just funny how all these things start happening you know, all the synchronistic things in your life, whether it be negative or positive, I feel like you, I feel like even with some of the negativity, it means that you're in the brink of success or you're in the brink of a breakthrough and, you know, things like that. So I, I kind of take in everything um, as a learning experience. But it was definitely confirmation. I already, like I said, I already kind of had an idea of what I wanted to do and, and who I was and the chances I wanted to take. But when I went to the reading, it definitely kind of confirmed it for me. Um, and that, that helped a lot. Um, so similar to you, you know, what you were telling me about your reading, I feel like it, it, it gave me that confidence that I needed to, to know that I was on the right path. So um, definitely yeah. interesting.
0: So uh, what signs are you? I, I recently got a astrology, kind of fancy astrology reading from somebody, a friend of mine. Uh, Her name's Mindy for the shout out. She's—I think she sometimes listens. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Mindy. (laughs) Thank you. She gave me an excellent reading, and I found out that I was Leo, which I already knew, but my rising sign—I think it's called uh, ascending. My ascending was Sagittarius, Mm -hmm. which oh, yeah. And somebody recently told me that Sagittarius and Leo are both fire fire signs, which means I'm like a double fire. Oh, it, wow. Yeah, that made a lot of sense. So what are you?
1: So I am Cancer, right, from my, um, I guess, my regular sign. I don't even know the terminology. And then my uh, ascendant rising sign is um, Leo.
0: <laughs> Whoa, that's another synchronicity because – somebody that i met yesterday at at the acro yoga a new person mm-hmm. she was also cancer with leo rising
1: so. oh wow yeah that's interesting because um i'm a water sign and then my leo is a is a fire sign so i have like a little bit of a little bit of both and and tell me this is not okay and this is something that i've thought was always interesting uh it might go a little bit off the topic but um So my, so, you know, of course the, the cancer sign is Leo, uh, uh, cancer sign is, um, is moon is the, is my planet. And then the Leo, um, is the sun and then Leo fire. And then of course, cancer being water. And my mother is, you know, from Philippines and in the Philippine flag, in the Filipino flag, it's the sun. And then my father being from Pakistan, the Pakistani flag is the moon which I thought was interesting. And um, you know how Mark Passio talks about how you think, how you feel, so you act. And um, in anything, like even with the Matrix and even with, um, I don't know if you, you I'm sure you also watched the um, Wizard of Oz, how he took, you know, the, the, the how you think, how you feel, so you act with the um, scarecrow and, and the Tin Man and the and the lion being the bridge and the man being the emotion and the scarecrow being the brain and the
0: emotions we had an inter interruption Um, maybe my computer fell asleep i don't know why but it kicked us off (laughs) Uh, we were on the subject of the wizard of oz and the analogy of the scarecrow being the brain or the thoughts you know like mark passio (laughs) talks about in his trinity thoughts emotions and actions determine the manifested reality that you are going to be experiencing and then uh the the lion being courage which uh in mark passio's analogy would correspond to action the action that you take based on truthful thinking in harmony with natural law and then the tin man being heart which is of course emotions and the sacred feminine dynamic of care mm-hmm. that's very good uh, analogy. I, I'd never heard of that. Where did you learn that from, Mark Passio, or somewhere else?
1: Oh no, yeah, I definitely learned it from Mark Passio about the how you think, how you feel, so you act, and um, you know from the from the scarecrow, Tin Man, and um, Lion, and then of course I saw you know what a coincidence in the Matrix you have Trinity, or you have Morpheus, Trinity, and Neo. Morpheus being the thoughts and then Trinity being the emotions and the feminine and then neo being the action part of it and everywhere I go I've definitely seen it like I've like for example I've had I have two really good friends like these are like my best friends that I've met in um, my workplace that I worked there for like f- four years now and I was messing around with their horoscopes and I discovered that um, one of the girls Taylor she's an Aquarius and she, her basic trait is I think I think, and uh, I'm of course the Cancer. So my basic trait is I feel. And then the third girl that we hang out with, her name is Road. She is the um, she's a Leo. So her basic trait is I will. So I thought that was interesting that the two girls that I just so happen to be really good friends with, and that happen to gravitate to in my workplace, literally, you know, we're hanging out like all the time, and we sit together, eat together, everything happens to be um, the, how I think, how I feel, so I act. And we happened to be the, the trio of that manifestation, which I thought was interesting. Cause I was like, maybe there's something to this. Maybe this is, you know, I was meant to meet these girls and they were meant to help me on my spiritual path and my growth and, you know, overall. And I just thought it was very interesting. Um, and I, I absolutely thought about Mark Passio once I made that discovery. Um, and that was just something, you know, that I was just kind of messing and fooling around with and that Ended up being something that intrigued me even more about that whole thought process, and yeah, I think it's very interesting um, because a lot of the things that you know, of course, Mark Marcasio was definitely one of the reasons um, what motivated me to go to the conference, flying you know, to fly from Florida to uh, Philly to to go to the conference, and a lot of his material is just very, I mean, very very interesting, and it makes sense, and that's what I like about it. It's like I feel like you know, there's a lot of things going on in this world, but like, he has a very good way of expressing these topics in, in a way that people can comprehend and can understand because, you know, there's times where I've listened to other people's podcasts and, you know, I, frankly, I don't know what, what they're talking about. I'm like, so not, I haven't done my research enough, you know, to really understand, but he, he does it in a way where, you know, he's done a lot of research. Don't get me wrong, but he explains it in a way that you know, makes sense, and then he provides the solutions. So I like that a lot. Yeah,
0: but he's, I like
1: that,
0: yeah. He's a very down-to-earth guy. I'm so glad that you've been bringing up Mark Passio over and over again, just on this first episode with you, because I talk about him all the time on this <laughs> on this podcast, and uh, just in everywhere I go, I'm always uh, telling people about Mark Passio. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I think a lot of the people who may be listening are not. You know, familiar with Mark Passio's work, and they probably hear me talk Mm -hmm. about him over and over again. They're like, "Who is this Mark Passio guy?" Mm -hmm. And I know of at least one person in Springfield. This will encourage you. Who I met him at the rock climbing gym, and the first day that I met him, I started telling him about Mark Passio, and he actually went and started listening to the podcast. And he was so impressed by it that he's he he has his own podcast, and he's been repeating Mark Passio's information. Wonderful. yeah, on his podcast which has a much bigger audience than mine. It's a locals podcast in Springfield, but he's already listened all the way to episode 120 starting from the beginning. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, he's doing the full initiation and that really Yeah. helped me, you know, in my work because I was like, finally somebody somebody listened. and went Yeah. Right.
1: And that was because of you and you helped him, you know, and now it's going to butterfly effect. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a co-creative universe. Um, I'm also glad you brought up David Icke. I, I also really like David Icke and I've noticed compared to Mark Passio, it almost, to me, it seems like David Icke talks more about the problem than the solutions mm-hmm. that Mark Passio has identified, which mm-hmm. that's probably why I, I like Mark Passio a little bit better. But talking about the problem is actually part of the solution. I think. Right. So right. David Icke does such an excellent job breaking down um, the occult aspect of how, you know, he calls it the hidden hand, the secret force that that coordinates all the events in the world. And, you know, the same mm-hmm. things will happen in different countries because it's all running on a script. David Ike is, you know, awesome. I I made a joke on my first podcast that I'm glad that he is uh pointing out the sh- reptilian shapeshifter thing and that mm-hmm. he's got that covered so well because if it wasn't for him, people wouldn't even check if Hillary Clinton is a reptilian shapeshifter, you know? Mm-hmm. They wouldn't even look into her eyes to see if she is a <laughs> reptile. Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I mean that and it definitely makes sense. I mean that you know people say you can see your soul through your eyes, and so if you know these reptilians feel you know if they're out of you know when they shapeshift or if there's like an emotion like a crazy and emotional um, change in their manner or something like that, that's the first giveaways in their eyes, and that's how you can tell. That's why I get a little bit you know hesitant when somebody won't look look me in the eye or won't you know there's something a little off about. I'm not saying that everybody that doesn't look me in the eye is a reptilian, but I'm <laughs> I'm but at the same in the same breath, you know, it's it's definitely interesting. I mean, I've definitely never met one or seen one. I mean, I definitely do believe that they exist and they exist. I think it was the fourth dimension, right? Fourth or fifth. I don't know. That they they that they live in apparently. And um yeah,
0: I mean Hillary Clinton's got those, like, cold psychopath eyes, you know, similar to a re- how a reptile would look at you, but no, yeah. no emotion at all, I, that's what I get from her, but uh, it doesn't matter now because she lost, so screw yeah. it, I, although I do think that uh, Donald Trump ha- sort of has reptilian eyes, too, he reminds me more of a snake than a dragon, Hillary Clinton, I think, is more of a dragon, and, and he's he's sort of a snake to me, but...
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like there's just so much evidence about the reptilian bloodline. I mean, it co- goes back to, um, you know, look at the history. I mean, and and of course, Marparaiso talks about this too. It's like throughout history, you can see reptiles over and over and over again through different cultures. I mean, even I can't even look at, you know, the medical industry without seeing that snake wrapping around, you know, um, that symbol. So it's just interesting that it is very predominant in our society, that reptilian. And, and I feel like that's what's keeping us from total evolvement. evolvement is because we are still caught and trapped in that reptilian complex of the material and the fight and the flight and staying too much in that reptilian complex and too much in the limbic of our emotions, where we really need to be evolving into the neocortex, which is that balance of both. And I think it all comes down to balance. And I'm not saying, you know, everything has to be light and dandy and happy all the time. I agree that there needs to be, um, you know, will and power of, um, like, you know, anger. I don't think, like, anger is an emotion that we have, but there's a difference between being evil angry and just being angry to want to fight for something, you know. So I feel like there's a balance there.
0: I recently listened to a recording, it's like three minutes, I typed it in, I just searched Mark Passio anger, and it was like the first link, and he, he was sort of explaining in an angry tone how he knows people who have, <laughs> who have never felt the emotion of anger, and that they have had something fundamental to the human experience robbed from them. It was very, very, very inspiring. I, I love his angry rants. I mean, there, he doesn't do that. Oh, every the best.
1: Time. Yeah, you got to send me that one. Maybe I'll just look that up as well. but. Yeah. yeah, you have to get angry. That's what that's what fuels the fire to for your will. That's the part that gives the action, you know. I'm not saying to be, you know, so impulsive to your anger because some of the things that we were angry about probably aren't, you know, as important, but like things that get me angry are, you know, the the animal cruelty going on in the world and things that get me angry are, you know, um, you know, the the molestation of children, you know, um, that are, you know, in the, you know, in the, in, in politics and in, you know, in places that we think that don't, that we don't think these things are happening to children and, and, in Hollywood and all those things. And, you know, that stuff makes me really, really angry. I mean, we have to feel those emotions in order to start the action part of it. And I think that's critical in our freedom movement because, you know, that's the only way we're going to be able to move forward and to evolve. There has to be um, a breakthrough before we can break free, you know? So,
0: yeah. And mainstream society's strategy to dealing with anger that they uh, were brainwashing people is to just cover it up with drugs and, and drinking. And if you've yep. got any type of emotional problem, well, we have a medication for you that'll make you stop feeling those emotions because that's there, that's there to, to turn off people's willpower. And uh, the thing that made me the most angry and gave me the most itis was growing up i mean this has caused me itis i call it itis for like, <laughs> for like 20 years uh i going on 20 years now but i finally got over it today it was the division defi- yeah. the division division between the sexes and how you know men and women have this oh completely right completely unhealthy fear fear of each other and past past traumas and then the imbalanced behaviors that caused me so much itis that it motivated me to look for answers. And mm-hmm. I eventually found answers and first in my own behaviors that's one of the first places I found answers. Is that I was had it, having bad habits that were contributing to that problem, and mm-hmm. that made me the anger and the the uh, disappointment made me want to work on myself so that I could overcome those problems, and then I would no longer have the itis anymore. Mm-hmm. And then and eventually, I was con- continued looking for answers because it seemed like just just my bad habits alone couldn't possibly explain the amount of fear and division and and itis so i found out that the entire world is completely backwards and messed up and then that's that's how i got into stuff like mark passio uh, just looking for answers of, of where all the itis came from and why it's all so messed up and how you know you can't even you can't even get a, a girlfriend or anything because the place is so messed up how how did this even happen and then you end up going to a website called what on earth is happening you know and then <laughs> sure enough he tells you what how it happened and yeah how to fix it. Uh, so it makes you feel better and then you then you because of all that itis now you know how to fix it and you start taking action and uh i wanted to commend you um because it really does sound like you're becoming a very powerful uh, agent for truth and manifesting positive change. I can hear it just in your word choice. And it really sounds like you've mastered uh, Mark Passio's material, which is a very good milestone for any person. I mean, there's, there's so many teachers to choose from, but as, as long as you're listening to some high level information, you know, coming from doing the trivia method and taking it in from different sources, I mean, you've already said, you know, Mark Passio and David Icke, that's two excellent teachers to be tuning into. And uh, I can tell you've, you've really taken that into your soul because it's coming out without any blockages and it sounds great coming out of your mouth. So I, I know you'll, uh, if you continue this path, you'll make a huge change. And you're one of the co-creators that are helping to restore balance, like you said, and harmony between the sexes and also just uh, taking care of justice and all of those evildoers who are screwing who've been screwing the whole place up for eons and, and millennia so you know we're the new they're the new wave of freedom fighters or just freedom truthers or whatever you want to call it but nobody's going to mm-hmm. do the great work except for us and anybody mm-hmm. who's who uh steps up and takes initiative and just dives in and not and not having fear like this might be your first podcast but only like 3 or 4 months ago I just did my first podcast like right before Free Your Mind this year. That's I never had a podcast. Oh, oh,
1: I didn't know that. Wow. I and always thought I, I had one.
0: Yeah, I called in on Mark Passio's podcast a few times back okay. in his later ones, but I I had never had my own until like a month before Free Your Mind. And it all manifested real fast. Somebody just motivated me because I Good. met I met Chance, the guy who does Interverse here in Springfield and he's listened to Mark Passio and he had me on his podcast and I I went and did the great work on there. And I was like, Whoa, this is really, really fun. Why haven't I done this? (laughs) I think it's so
1: good. I think it's so good to talk. And we're totally not going to leave out Freeman too. Freeman's one of my favorites for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, Freeman fly. So if anybody listening, um, hasn't checked those three out, definitely check them out. But, um, I mean that's really good because I think it's important to talk about these things. It's almost therapeutic in a way because then you know we get to express ourselves and talk about these topics without feeling judged or feeling weird or um, you know, and then we can bounce ideas from each other and then also help maybe you know spark some interest from somebody else because honestly all it takes is a little bit of curiosity to help to help us on that journey. That's all it took was just that little bit of I'm just curious. I'm just hungry for this information and I just wouldn't stop until I you know, was, you know, and the more I know, the more I know nothing I feel because there's just so much out there, but, um, that you, you know, um, you know, saying those things, cause it does help me feel like I am on the right path And that, um, you know, initially you feel alone, you know, when you're reading into these things and you're learning about them and it's hard to find people to talk to about this kind of stuff. So I really do. I'm grateful to, to have met you and to even be on this podcast now and hopefully, um, I'll I'll be uh, um, a guest again because I really really do enjoy it.
0: Oh yeah, you will be. Like uh, we could do it once a week or as often as as you prefer. But um, yeah yeah, it was definitely an awesome appearance, Jen. I'm very very impressed. You're sounding um, more and more like. Uh, the true sacred feminine that is not afraid to use the masculine side of their personality of action and assertiveness and, you know, saying no to the dark side and uh, casting the demons out. But mm-hmm. also, uh, you, you know, your voice is very uh, reassuring and and feminine and gentle and uh, encouraging for me to hear. So.
1: Good. I'm glad. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> Well, I guess we'll wrap it up for today. And um, thanks to everybody for listening to Nathan's Freedom Zone. And uh, congratulate Jennifer on your, your first podcast of all time. Isn't that correct? <laughs> it went very well. Thank you. and, uh, you're welcome. Anytime.